Welcome to the Morning After Podcast, a Freedom Center Church podcast. All right, well, welcome to another episode of Morning After Podcast. Pastor Josh here with you, as always, with Pastor Jim. How are you doing this morning? I'm I'm exhausted. Yeah. No, I'm great. Had a wonderful day of rest yesterday with my wife. And, and Awesome. Uh, I actually was so rested I woke her up from her nap, which I, I should not have done. Right. I, I didn't Let's realize be honest. Until you woke afterwards. me up from the nap so you could play with Hollis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the option was offered. Do you want to come down and play with Hollis? And I'm like, you know, she's been napping now for 10 minutes. I think she should be fine. <laughs> you know, I might be right. exaggerating a little bit. Yep. And then if you haven't heard Dina, Dina's on the podcast this morning yes. as well. How is yes, it going? Yes, I am. It's going good. Other than, it's, uh, what's the date today? It's May 14th. And the high is 55. It was in the 30s. Like, is summer ever going to happen? Is what I'm starting to wonder. I'm starting to think no. Yeah, I scraped frost off the Subaru this morning. Yep, yeah, same with my car. My, I parked my car outside. Same thing, yeah. scraping frost off of it. And uh, the good news is that we're going to go away to somewhere much warmer next week, which is Minnesota, <laughs> the only place probably colder <laughs> in the United States than Michigan. If you remember last year Minnesota, when we went, they had beautiful. an unusually hot Yeah, I've looked at the weather we this time. There. It's not going to be It's cool. It's like way. 70, right? It's going to be 70. Uh, I saw like 60 and rainy, so That's pretty awesome. pretty similar oh. to what we're having. We're a jacket here right sweatshirt. Now. It's going to be like 78 here, right? Yeah, it's uh, we're talking about 78 on Saturday and 80 on Sunday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. So, we'll be exercising our air conditioners here at church on Sunday. For yep. sure. I love it. I'm then jump a plane after that. service and head off to balmy Minneapolis. The sun came out for like 10 minutes yesterday, and I was like, right? Wow, I forgot what that looks like. <laughs> it's been very Seattle-like in, in yeah. Michigan so far. This Starbucks is loving spring. it. Spring. It's just, yeah, just depressed of, northerners looking for vitamin rain. D, you know? Yeah. Anyways, okay, um, let's start talking about service on Sunday. It was Mother's Day on mm-hmm. Sunday, so uh, a little bit different. Um, normally, Dina does the announcements, and Pastor Jim gets to do the speaking. <laughs> You're about to we, give me a load of stuff, we, ro- we rotated it this week, <laughs> and uh, about halfway through the announcements, I said to my team, I said, Dina makes this look a lot easier than it really is, <laughs> but it's not as hard as Pastor Jim is making it look. So <laughs> there's a good combo between the two of those. But you paid me a high combo. So you're, you're a lot like Brian Houston, a great, great yep. leader. I think that's yeah. what you meant Who by Yeah, halfway through the announcements just threw the cards away. I don't know what else I'm supposed to announce. <laughs> I don't even care. <laughs> yeah, right. It wasn't that you don't care. You just don't. You like, No matter how many times you say it, I don't think people understand literally how little yeah. you you know about yeah. what's happening and what's going on at the church. Yeah. It's, it's funny. Um, but I people day finally, day. It's, it's biblical. It's a biblical way to live day by day. Right. You live by day. Day. <laughs> <laughs> day by day or minute by minute. Yeah. 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 So you know what's happening <laughs> exactly. Friday. I don't know. And I got the time wrong last time I announced it. So it's this. So yeah. Right. So I look at Pastor Kyle, who's standing conveniently next to me, and say, what time is it? He goes, what time is it? Pastor Kyle, would you quit mumbling for the love of God, you know? Yeah. Seven o'clock. Well, don't yell at me. So, Pastor, just curious of your thoughts on how the the message portion went on Sunday. Oh, that's nice. Put me on that. What if it didn't go well? What am I supposed to say Tell the truth. I assume you've already talked to Mom about that. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. It was good. I, you know, every time you hear uh, a familiar story like Jonah for the first time again, mm-hmm. you know, the insights that, that different people pull out. And so Dina, a.k.a. Mom, a.k.a. First Lady of the Freedom Center, you know, just the, the, the fact that Jonah paid to run from God. I'd never seen that before. 
you know, the the various things. It was funny as I've been chewing on it ever since. We actually talked about it yesterday. It seems to be one of those lingering messages. It, yeah. It wasn't, uh, you know, Jordan Hodges, who was here last summer, the dude preaches and everybody, you know, waves their hankies and screams and stuff. But I don't really remember what he talked about. I mean, he's a fabulous preacher. Sure. But I think it's a gift to, to have insight that you actually linger, you actually meditate on, you actually come back to. And so mm-hmm. actually thinking about, you know, where am I being obedient and where is God calling me to a deeper level of obedience? Where, where have I been ignoring the things he's been, you know, yeah. sending me? So, yeah, it's fabulous. Great message. I think it was very well received, you know. So right. what about you? How do you think the sermon went Sunday? That's a, <laughs> that's a more uncomfortable question. Of it. Well, I, I, I normally start by asking the person who's speaking how they felt that it went, but I feel like you, you Dean, are sometimes hard on yourself. So I thought I'd ask Pastor first. To, <laughs> so he, I knew he was going to say that it went awesome. I thought it went yeah. awesome. So now let's hear from you about your your opinions. Um, I think I am a person that I've been in Jonah so much, and yeah. there is so much in there. Right. Like I actually said, every time you go through it, I saw something else God was showing me, mm-hmm. and. I feel like for me, sometimes I over-prepare so that I have so much in my head. I mean, like yeah. I wrote that message four different times right. and did it four different ways, and it right. didn't come out at all. <laughs> the fifth way. <laughs> like any of the ways that I had it written. Yeah. So um, I think some people could look and say, wow, she really was kind of scattered. And right. it, it's not that I'm, it's just, I have so much in there that I just want to get out. Right. And Maybe you should do um, a full sermon series then. Or a blog, yeah, or write a book. <laughs> I'm not writing a book. Ah, say never. <laughs> Go ahead, say never. <laughs> no desire whatsoever. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And, and what was that? Never, I'm never going to marry. What was it again? I forget. Oh, a yeah. pastor. That's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> so what I have liked it, I would have liked to see it go a lot different. But, yeah. Um, yeah, you just have to trust God I has felt, it, right? I felt like first service and second service were completely different, so I kind of agree. Like, just the things that you shared, both services were different. Um, and then I know we had, like, a ton of scripture as far as, like, tech goes that we didn't use. I was like, she's really just kind of go- going from the heart. Like, here's my notes, but then it was just kind of like, mm. this is what I'm passionate about. It seemed yeah. like whatever you were talking about was the thing that you were most passionate yeah. about. Well, I actually told them. They asked me on Thursday for notes, and... um. I said, I, I don't work that way. I just don't. I think yeah. every speaker has a different way that they yep. work. Right. Sure. And they were like, well, we need something. So I just, okay, these are the scriptures I'm going to be pulling from. But right. Here's I, the four chapters of Jonah. Right. <laughs> I felt like if I would have had to put it out there, it would have been the whole book of Jonah. Let's read the whole book of Jonah. And, yeah. you know. So, yeah. so why, why, what, uh, what started calling you to Jonah? Like you said, you've been in it so much. Where did that start? What was the reasoning behind that? Was that just in your prayer time? You felt like Holy Spirit was telling you to yeah. open up your Bible to yeah. Jonah, or is it a certain speaker um, that you've heard that's been teaching on it? Nope, or? I haven't heard anybody speaking on it recently. Okay, I just was it Veggie Tales? <laughs> <laughs> no, because that doesn't portray it how it. Yeah, um, heresy. Yeah, <laughs> no, I. I just, um, I've really been struggling with obedience and Mm -hmm. because it's an unknown to me, what, you know, letting go of something that you know. Yeah. And I just started praying into that, just saying, God, I, I'm scared to let go. I don't know what it looks like. I don't, I don't want to do it. And Mm -hmm. the more I was praying that, I just really felt like God said, just go to Jonah. And Mm -hmm. 
the more I started, you know, I mean, I think when we used to watch VeggieTales with the kids, I'm like, who would ever disobey God to the point of that, you know? Right. And when you go there and it's just kind of like God smacking you in the, not in a bad way, but like, this is you. You've been running from me for Mm -hmm. over a year. And I think a year ago, so much happened. Hmm. I mean, a year ago at conference is when this whole thing started with me. Yeah. And the last thing that he asked me to do last year was to let go of women's ministry. Mm -hmm. And it's almost been a year that I've been running from it. Yeah. And, um, you've been hanging out in the fish's belly for a year. Yeah. I mean, as far (laughs) as this goes and that's, I remember whenever I made the announcement in staff, everybody in staff just looked at me and they were like, where did that come from? You Mm -hmm. know? And, I just work, I'm the type of person that I feel like I pray on it, God speaks to me, and then I just have to do it. Right. And I kind of feel like maybe that's what happened to Jonah in the big the big fish belly, you know, yeah. <laughs> if you will. Sure. And you just get to the point where it's like, okay, God, I'll do what you're telling me to do. Yeah. I think you have a lot of time to contemplate life decisions when you're just sitting in the belly of a whale. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not much not else to focus on. Not much on. else to do. Yeah. So... Um, can we talk about that a little bit, maybe just that the, um, the, like being in disobedience, like actively knowing that you're in disobedience and maybe like, how do you, how do you get out of it? I know the easy answer is like, you just obey, you stop disobeying and start obeying. There's two types of disobedience. One is sin. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and I guess disobedience is sin, but I, but there's that, that sin, that passion, that lie that, you know what I mean? Mm Mm-hmm. That's, I think that's a, we're going to put that one aside. I don't think that's the one we're talking about. I think we're talking about the one where God says, move the mountain. And they go, yeah, I can't. Right. You know what I mean? Walk on water. I'd love to, but the boat, man. You know what yeah. I mean? I think, right, that's the kind of obedience and disobedience you're talking about. You weren't in, you weren't doing heroin. You were, you right. know, God's telling you right. to do something or to move or to go to Nineveh. Or, yeah. You know. Well, I think it's like your story of uh, hiking up that mountain of just like, I wouldn't love you any less if you stay here. Yeah but I'm calling you to that next level. Yeah, there's always a next level. And it's like yeah. you can obey and go to that next level, but I don't love you any differently if you stay yeah. right here. But this is what I'm calling you right into. And I think that's what this is. I think it's it's just a, a you know, God saying I have something else for you and our saying, but you don't realize how hard it was for me to get here and to mm-hmm. get good here and to get comfortable here and to form a team here and to, I'm going to just give it away now. Well, then now what do I do? I'm I'm admitting to myself a transition right? In my life, yeah. in my heart, it's irreversible. I can't come back a month later and say, oh, change my mind. My bad. You know, you're not Jay Leno. You, you can't do that. You got to, right. once you're not right. no longer the host of the Tonight Show, you got to move on to the next thing. And so that's, that's where it get hard because this is comfortable. I, I can't imagine, you know, when we were youth pastors coming here. That was one of those, you know, where you just kind of want to, but you don't want to, like, you yeah. know, it's God, but right. how, how do right. I take everything I like here with me? And you can't, you end up either going or not going and not going is... A terrible place. I guess mm-hmm. I would like to talk a little bit into that as well. And just um, in my life, the disobedience came from an orphan mindset of I wasn't trusting God with my future. I mm-hmm. was trusting me with it. And to me, that's kind of what it boils down to with obedience and disobedience is where's the trust? Do I trust that God mm-hmm. has my best? Do I trust that God's not going to leave me out here all alone? Right. You know, and 
because the orphan mindset says, no, I got to I got to hold on to my friends that I have right now. I got to hold on to my leadership team. I got to hold on to my, and if you notice, there's a lot of my in there and very little (laughs) trusting God with it. And, um, well, and all of that's a lie too, right? Like if I, if I let go of women's ministry leadership, then I, the only reason why these people are my friends anyways is because I'm leading the women and it's not, that's just a lie. It's not true. So, um, I think a lot of the things when we talk about obedience and disobedience, a lot of the reasons why we're disobeying aren't even truth in the first place. Right. We're just assuming that right. these things are going to happen yeah. and they're, they're not. Yeah. So yeah. that's interesting. That, and I think it's funny that Jonah, he um, presumed to know what God was going to do. Right. And I think that's what so many of us do is we presume to know what God's going to do. Yeah. And none of us know what God's going to do. It's right. a matter of us just trusting yeah. Letting go and free falling. And like you're saying too, the other, you know, on Sunday, it's just, it's not a, I trust a God. And then my wildest dreams came true. It's not a vote for Pedro. You yeah. know what I mean? It's, mm-hmm. I trust a God and, and I trust, that's the end of the story. Now, whether or not good things happen afterwards, bad things happen, a lot of people that trust God end up, you know, with their heads cut off and executed. I mean, the disciples are boiled in oil and executed. And right. I mean, look at the, Jesus, his yeah. act of obedience, what it did. Yeah. And, yeah, a lot of people die trusting God. A lot of people suffer trusting God. But I, mm-hmm. I, I guess we have to say, so what's, so why do it? It's like because there, there's only one thing harder than obeying God. It's not obeying God, right? right. That, but that when you look belly. at the why being the generations behind, that's, yeah. you know, when Jesus went to the cross, it was us that was his why, you know? Yeah. It yeah. was, um, yeah, so many of those that you're talking about, it's, Maybe it ended in death, but what did it mean in the end, you know? Yeah, right, and, right. Yeah, a willing death. I mean, supposedly Peter, historically, when he was crucified, said, don't don't crucify me the way Jesus was. I'm not worthy. Crucify me upside down. I mean, it, it was like, okay, right. could you make it easier? Listen, I'm going to drink the wine when it's offered to me. He didn't, but I'm going to because I'm, I'm no Jesus. He's like, no, no, I, I, it's such an honor <laughs> to right. suffer yeah. in obedience this way. I realize what comes next. What comes right. after my death is eternal life and... I feel like if you're the people killing him and he says that, you're like, we got to find another way to kill this guy then because he's just (laughs) crazy. How do you beat a man that welcomes? (laughs) Right. Yeah, Yeah, he's welcoming death. So maybe we should find another way to to do that. Um, Yeah, the purpose was to set an example to intimidate everybody not to do what he did. And he's like, yeah, yeah, Yeah. I'm not worthy. Yeah, that's crazy. Huh. Okay. um, Well, let's talk about next week. And, yeah. and the next series that we're going to be... I mean, we started it yeah. two weeks ago. Fighting from our back. Yeah, but yeah. we're back into it this week. Yeah. Yeah, so I I think what we're going to come back to is the parable of the seed and the sower. I, I was at district council, and we had a guy, uh, Joseph Yakahakavakajekic, was from, like, Belgium, but he's a, he's a Russian dude. And yeah. He, he, he preached about a lot of things, but there was this one thing that he said that really hit me, and, and that was that the parable of the seed and the sowers were seeds scattered on hard ground and shallow ground and weedy ground and good ground, and, and the seed responds to the ground. The seed's yeah. good. The ground is in varying conditions of good. And he, um, he said, you know, there's a temptation, and this is what we're talking about, fighting from our back, the changing culture. So there's a temptation when the ground is different to change the seed, to modify the seed so that the ground accepts it more. So you try to GMO 
the seed so it doesn't need soil or GMO the seed so it doesn't need thick roots or you GMO the seed so that it can it can grow amongst weeds. Like that's there's no GMO. The word of God is the word of God. And right. I, it, really, it really struck me the temptation to to not talk about certain things because culturally that might put us in a position, you know, that's weird yep. or, oh, they think I'm this, they think I'm that. Like our, our job is to scatter seed. Our job is not to discern the ground even really. Right. I mean, we're to, we're to be people that say, this is the word of God and, and then not hold it back because, well, some ground's hard, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Or, or change it. Well, you know, we're going to, we're going to just let them dip their toe in the truth. And if they dip their toe in them, they'll, they'll jump in. It's like, let's, let's be what Jesus was. Well, the disciples were what Paul was. You know what I mean? This yeah. is the word of God is the word of God. So I, I that'll be one of the things that we're going to talk about. Probably less um, of me complaining than the last one. You know, I mean? the last one was pretty passionate. Like sure. stop, you know, yelling back, and I'm yelling at people, yeah. <laughs> telling them to stop right. yelling. Please stop so. commenting on people's Facebook. <laughs> oh, posts please and, stop! Yeah. yeah, just stop. It, yeah. I, you know, I don't know. If, I'll ask everybody here, all three of us in the room, and I'm not on social media. Have been for years, but when you know, have you ever had your mind changed because someone argued a point on on Facebook? I, I just don't think it's the way to. No actually changed it it's it's more like i smack you and you smack me sure. and somehow we're both satisfied with i mean shows. i like going through those comments just to see people's thought process and sure. why they think the way that they think but yeah yeah no never but, what I, but even in that exercise you're looking to see what they think but you're also refuting it right it's not changing your mind you're saying i sure. see where you're coming from you're still wrong i still yeah. disagree with you <laughs> you know and the older you get the more comfortable that will be <laughs> telling everybody they're right. wrong. get off my lawn yep. you know <laughs> But I think I think that that's yeah. We're going to come back to just again. How do we as as the underdog, if that is true, if we're no longer a Christian nation, and it's not true, I we're we're still facing people that need Jesus. So the yeah. conflict is it a Christian conflict? Well, it's it isn't. That's why we have the conflict. So we're going to be talking to people about our faith from the Word of God, empowered, empowered, and led by the Holy Spirit, which you brought up several times Sunday. The you know God saying you know talk share your faith with somebody. It's like oh, I don't want you know what I mean. So yeah. we're. We're going to, yeah, own that a little bit more. And uh, I'm looking forward to it. Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu Christianity. (laughs) Hoist Gracie Weekend. Can we talk a little bit about, um, so the speaker, the guy, you can't remember his name, it ends in Av or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. uh, He sounded like one of the Red Wings players from the 80s. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, he he mentioned how America is essentially a postmodern Christian society now. Yeah. But we're still living as if it's not that way can we maybe talk about that yeah, he, a little bit because he was in russia in the persecuted church he knows mm-hmm. what it is to be to fight from your back right because he's been in europe for a very long time western europe specifically he's watched it go from an orthodoxy to a non-orthodoxy to a ah, forget about it so he right as, as a guy who's probably 60 years old his whole life his father was a pastor in the persecuted church of, of russia he, he made some very valid points saying that the world doesn't mind uh, a church that's that's nothing more than tradition Right. The world does not mind a church that is socially conscious and wants to give their resources and people towards a goal. He was talking about how they would come and they would steal things and beat his father and imprison him, but they wanted to erect a statue to a war hero in the center square and went to all the churches saying, we'd really love your help. They sent a representative from the Communist Party. Would you, would you donate money so we can we can build this statue? So they don't mind if you give them their money. What they mind is when you say Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, and no man right. comes to the Father except through him. There's one true God, and we're to love him with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. So mm-hmm. That's when they beat you and imprison you. He said, but And the same thing's true in, in Europe. If we are... 
they, they don't mind a historical church. They don't mind going to our museums and seeing our artifacts. They just don't want it to affect us. They don't mind our manger scenes. They don't mind our Merry Christmases. They don't mind our, it's when Jesus grows up from a baby in a manger and actually tells us how to live, that's when there's an issue. And right. when, when what he says contradicts the way we want to live, our own idolatries, that's when there's a major issue. But how, how do you advance the kingdom without confronting darkness? And right. there's a way to do that. It's, you know, screaming at some military guy's funeral with signs in your hand is not the way to do that. There's, yeah. there's a much more effective way to communicate the gospel. So as we're talking about, how, how do you fight from your back in a post-Christian society? Whether or not we are one is, is, for, is debatable, but... But certainly, the people we're trying to reach are are post-Christian. They're over it, <laughs> you know. Right. If they've ever thought about it at all, they're over it. Yeah. If we are in a post a postmodern society, um, is there another country out there that isn't yet? I guess. Like, are you talking like maybe third world countries out there that? Like, oh, the, yeah. There's tremendous revival. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's funny. It was it three out of every one hundred assemblies of God believers are in the United States, or is it one out of a hundred? We're we're now at the place where we're. We are just short of 1% of the world population goes to an Assemblies of God church. Mm-hmm. So you, you think about 7 billion people, 700 million you know, believers are, are gathering just in, that's not Southern Baptist, that's not Catholic, I mean, that's just Assemblies of God churches. There are uh, South America, Korea, um, Africa, there is tremendous revival going on, like so many places. So you say, yeah, there are a lot of places that are not post-christian in the mm-hmm. world today it's not going to be reported on we're going to hear about sure. the scandals and the you know yeah. whatever i i would i would suggest you that venezuela is next because okay. they've suppressed the uh you know there is no god there is no god well you know there's no easter bunny but you don't scream it at me why, why is this different why are, yeah. why are you so adamant there is no god right. you know so they're searching and because they're surrounded by south american countries that are in revival they i believe they'll soon you know plus all the yeah. up, unrest i mean the churches are becoming like romania the churches are becoming uh, a bastion for speech and action and you know and hope and faith yeah. so yeah i i think the better off we are for the longer period of time the more likely we are to walk away from god right so you know yeah after the day at the sun after 9 11 churches were full yep right the i remember during the gulf wars both of them churches were full mm-hmm. you know so i'm not saying we need another crisis i'm saying next time there's another crisis churches will be full churches will be full yeah, yeah. We, we know where to run right you know yeah, so. interesting. All right, well, normally we talk, that's the last thing that we talk about is the, the week uh, coming up, but I just wanted to get that out of the way so that we could do the, the last thing for Uh-oh. the day. Uh-oh. And that's just, um, uh, I feel like being the online pastor at the church, I've, I've, I follow a lot of people on social media and just kind of checking out uh, what's going on in their lives and things like that. And it seems like uh, something that's pretty prominent right now are their just seems like there's a lot of younger moms that are struggling in life um, just with the chaos of having schedules and trying to get their kids to school and keep the house clean and trying to stay active and healthy some way and still being happy and there's just a lot um, so I figured now better than any other time it was Mother's Day on Sunday. Maybe just a couple of words, Dina, that you could give young moms on. Uh, oh, you, you don't want me to answer this question? No, no, <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. I actually wrote in her Mother's Day card on uh, when I gave it to her Saturday. I said, thanks for changing my di- my dirty diapers for two years because I know dad had nothing to do with that. That it was just, change a, few. It's just a few. A <laughs> few. Yeah. yeah, right. You can count it on your fingers, right? How many you changed? Eight. My, my dirty so, fingers. Yeah. So I was hoping that you could maybe just give some, I know there are a lot of young moms that listen to the podcast that maybe you could just give some encouragement. Yeah. 
for? It's funny because um, I was thinking Sunday when he was introducing me about everything that he says I am. I know um, I've been approached in the past by a bunch of young moms that are like, how could I possibly do all of that? How could I possibly get up at 4.30 in the morning? And, you know, and um, my advice to all of them was, I did not do this when I had young kids. Yeah. When we first got married, if you woke me up before 9 a.m., you better have a pretty good reason why you were waking me up. Yeah. Um, You know, and I think through the years, you're just able to find a rhythm of what works for you. But unfortunately, when you're a young mom, your kids usually dictate your rhythm to you. Well, and the the wake you up before 9 a.m. and now you're up at 4.32, can we say that that's like a... When you get older, you naturally start. It's a little easier to get up. Than <laughs> well, you know what? Well, Actually, I'm just saying from my personal self, no. like it's it's a lot easier for me to get up at six than it used to be, and I'm not. Pastor yet. Jason and I actually just talked about this the other day because um, some of his um, FCMA girls, yeah, asked. They're like, "Can we see what Miss Dina's sleep schedule is like and how she?" And as soon as I showed it to him, all of them said, "We're going to start doing that." Uh-huh. And I was like, "No, no, no." don't start doing that yeah um you guys need to find what works for you what works right. for your body what and you know i was telling them that um when i was younger i couldn't do this and sure. pastor jason challenged me and he's like but don't you think it's because now you have more to live for you have more of a passion more of a clear vision more of a you know what i'm saying that i have a like yeah Okay, Great. I've slept Isn't it now, interesting I can that, get up. That two people that have kids that are in their 20s are having that conversation, not somebody that yeah, has a, yeah. a, a one-year-old. <laughs> exactly. And that's So I think I would say to the young moms out there, quit comparing yourself to people on social media. Yeah. We can all look. I mean, I can get on social media and feel terrible about myself. Right. Or I can get on social media and celebrate that somebody else is able to do those things. Somebody else's house looks amazing. But I think young moms have so much more coming at them these days than ever in this. You know, I think about when you were little, Mm -hmm. the choices of TV shows for you to watch were Barney, um, you know, and now there's so many. And if you don't watch the right one, you're teaching your kid the wrong thing. And you know what? Just turn it all off. And just what works for you what works for your family, what works between you and God and find that. And don't, you don't have to compare yourself to anyone else or anything else and encourage each other. I Mm -hmm. mean, that's one of my big things that I've been on with women's ministry is let's start encouraging each other to who God's called us to be and stop comparing ourselves to each other and who we want to be. Because that's, I think that's why I've ran so far from what God's called me to do for the last year, because what I wanted isn't necessarily the plan that God has for me. Right. And so I just encourage young moms, man, find what works for you. Don't compare yeah. yourselves to others. Build each other up and right. just encourage each other to be who God called yeah. you to be. Well, and I would say, because obviously my family's in this right now, um, is something that's been great for Lauren is just finding a group of women that are in the exact same stage of life. They meet together once a week, all the kids play, they hang out and they talk. And, um, it's just easier whenever you say like, this is what's going on. And they say that exact same thing is going on with me. It's not like, Oh, I'm not crazy. This is, I'm not the only person that this is going on with. It almost makes you feel 
uh, normal. Yeah. <laughs> and then, um, something else Almost. I would say too, is just trying like having a sense of humor, like finding humor in all of the chaos because there's yeah. two options and they're laugh or cry. And those are like your only two right. options. So like, don't I think that's why so it's serious. so great having Hollis now, because the things that would have bothered me with you guys, yeah. I have found they're not that big of a deal. Right. I mean, they're right. really not in the scheme of everything. It's, so it's, you yeah. know what, when he gets food all over his face, yeah, it, is it really? Grandma right. told me something that was so good for me once was um, JD used to love his hair blonde every summer. Do you remember that? Yep. Yeah, as soon as school it. got out, we would go, <laughs> this dark haired boy, we would yeah. dye his hair blonde. <laughs> and I was so concerned about it. And she said, pick your battles wisely. <laughs> and I said, I don't understand. What does that mean? Mm-hmm. And she said, it's hair. It'll grow back. It'll grow out. Right. It'll. That's not a battle you want to pick. Eventually it stops growing back. But, <laughs> <laughs> but she's like, it's not a battle you want... Keep your voice for the important things. When he comes yeah. home with the wrong girl, use your voice for those times. Yeah. Right. You know. And, and protect him. Right. Yeah. But. And it was so good for me to hear that because it kind of changed a whole, I would start asking, is this really that big of a deal? Right. And. Yeah, that's good. I think I have, even though I'm not a young mother, I have one thing that I think might be helpful. And yeah. That, and that's that life is in seasons. Uh-huh. And if you look at high school, oh, this is it. This is all it is. These are the only people I ever know. This is what's important. You graduate, you never see him again. Yeah. And this is college. I got to get a straight A. If I don't, and then you graduate college, you go on your career. And it, it, I think the same thing can be said of of every stage of life. It's a stage. So mm-hmm. I think, like you were saying, you've finally tuned what you can do. You've pushed your body, your soul, your mind, your spirit to the limit, and you fine tuned that. Well. How, how would a young mother ever do that? Because the first time there's teething or allergies or a cold, that fine tuning gets blown out of the water and it's all centered on, on your child or your children. Yeah. And, and as it should be. So that's why I say, I, I think to some degree they have to fit into your normal life and to some degree you have to fit into their normal life. Right. And so you can't fine tune it. It's, it's large adjustments. And, yeah. But I, I mean, you've heard me say this a thousand times probably, uh, don't exaggerate. But the other one is... You know, I, I I give it all up for one more night, one more sleepless night. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. With with my kids as babies, kind of, because I didn't appreciate it for what it was then. Right. I was trying to survive it and get through it and get to the next thing and get away from it and get a break from it and go to the hotel and you know, it's like yeah, it's this is one this one's some of the best days of your life. Mm-hmm. So, again, back to grandpa advice, grandma advice is don't don't long for tomorrow, don't miss yesterday, enjoy yeah. today. That's the only thing you got today is today. Yep. So enjoy Be in it. the moment. Yes. Good moments. But not just when you have little kids, just period, no, be, just be period. in the moment. Yeah. 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 Don't live your life looking for the, the next thing. If I just get this, I'll be happy. Or yeah. if I just do this, it's like, no, just if you're not happy now, you're never going to be happy. Like, yeah. just be As in the moment. Grandpa told me that. He said, I give it one piece of advice, and that is don't don't mourn yesterday. Don't long for tomorrow. The, yeah. Today is the greatest day of your life. And right. you wake up every day saying, today is the greatest day of my life. It's the only day I have to live is yeah. today. So I'm gonna. It is the greatest day. I'm gonna enjoy right. it. These would be the memories I have later on. That's one of my biggest pet peeves: is the uh, back in the good old days, or yeah, like yeah. back in my day, or I just drives me crazy. Like, no, <laughs> you're still breathing. Like, today is the good old days, and tomorrow will be the good old days. Like, yeah. If your best days were ten years ago, I don't really want to be around you. You know, like <laughs> today should be the best day of your life. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's funny so. you say that because when I was your age, no, <laughs> just, that, just, that I saw a picture though. Um, on Mother's Day that was going around and it was a family visiting a mom in a nursing home and every one of them including like the mom and dad like dad and I's age are all on their phone 
Mm-hmm. They're not mm. talking to each other. And the the woman is just sitting there in the wheelchair. And it shows, like, the little caption above her head that said, thanks for visiting me. Mm. <laughs> you know? And it just really kind of struck a chord with wow. me because I'm like, yeah. Was you it know, a stage photo or this actually happened? I don't someone's really know. But oh, that's, I'm like, a stage photo. it's how we take for granted tomorrow. And yeah. none of us are promised yeah. tomorrow. Yeah, and right. So enjoy the moment. Be there. Make memories. And yeah cherish them yeah awesome all right well hopefully that's encouraging to some young moms or even young dads or i guess actually anybody in life is just live in the present don't don't live for the future don't live in the past but just today make today the best day that you possibly can so um i think that's where we'll end it for today have a great week freedom center like pastor jim said we're going to be continuing our series uh that i think has a name but maybe from the not. arena from from the arena is what fighting pastor, from your back pastor jim has named it, gladiator so. brazilian <laughs> jiu-jitsu <laughs> jesus yes oh i like that one the sunday best sunday okay. yeah I like that. so we'll see you guys this <laughs> sunday at his coffee at 9 and eleven thirty. until then have a great week